Welcome to another movie edition of the Hangout Podcast. This is your host, Juan Hernandez. Thank you guys for tuning in to this edition of the podcast. It has been well received, or so they say. I'm not entirely sure, but I think I have a couple people still listening to these movie editions. These are so fun because I could just go off talking shit about movies, actors, etc., etc. But on today's show, and actually... For the first time on this edition of the show, I have my good friend and co-host for the evening, Mr. Angel Martinez. Angel, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. We actually just finished recording our first video game edition of the podcast, so stay tuned for that. Or if you want to go back to listen to it, I believe it should be up already. Wink, wink, I think. (laughs) Definitely check that out. Definitely check it out. We just it as kind of an intro as to what what that edition of the show is going to be like and we just have so much content to bring you guys so it's just a matter of trying to find the time when we're both off and we're not doing anything to be able to sit down and record these episodes so on today's show a show i've been wanting to do for so long and i've been putting it off for putting it off for so long man just for the fact because we're there's moments in time where I'll just say, you know what? I'm going to go back and watch this movie again because I just got to watch it. And it's one of those movies that I can quote from start to finish. It's a classic. I don't even I don't even have to bring up lines. I don't even have to bring up... Sometimes I'll bring up clips just for the sake of it, just to have a good laugh every now and then. But I want to start this episode off with a clip of this movie. Fuck you! Ah! 
to an attorney? What is this shit? God damn it. God damn it! Listen to me! Listen to me, you fuck! There's another guy! He's a he's OCP, he's the senior president! Anything you say may be used against you. It's dead girl! Arguably one of the best scenes from that movie. Probably from one of the greatest movies, in our opinion, of all time. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, go back and go back to the year 1987 and watch RoboCop. Because if you haven't seen that movie, I don't know what to tell you. You probably shouldn't be my friend <laughs> if you have not seen that movie. Because, man... Uh, and I can't actually, and I can't remember the year I started watching that movie because I, and I still have have it on VHS. I still have my VHS copy of RoboCop. Wow. I would wear, and that thing is worn out. It's still pretty good in good condition, but the cover's all worn out. And it was the original version, not the X-rated version. So of course, several of the scenes were cut off. To it was the yeah it was the to the X-rated version. It was I, a theater version. Obviously, I, they had to cut a lot of content off this film. Even then, man, it was to, <laughs> to bring it to theaters back in '87 because I believe when the movie was just coming out, it actually got rated. It was actually X-rated when it first got put in front of the Motion Picture Association. They went ahead and gave it an X rating because of the just violent content it was this was definitely a, a very violent film very violent how badass is robocop no cgi there was just motion capture and stop motion like they used that to was way it. back in the day and yeah. that was it and the, the costume itself was it wasn't even it wasn't everything was just made from scratch and and, and going back to watching the movie, it's one of those movies I've seen millions of times. Memorize every line of it. Just the whole concept of the movie. They were just doing it as a, as a goof. They didn't know if this thing was going to work or not. And when you go back and you watch it, I think it's one of the reasons why it still remains one of the best films. Because it still holds up to this day. It's not... It's not something that just... It wasn't like a trend or it's just like... Right. You look back at several, certain movies from like the 80s, you know, like Commando and stuff. Right. Um, or even like some comedy films like Ferris Bueller and all that. They just don't... They don't age so well. I and, think what keeps this movie just relevant and just fresh is... Again, it's not that it's just well done. It's not just the acting in it. It's Peter Weller you will agree is the greatest RoboCop actor to put on the suit. 
Oh yeah, between him and Burke and Kinnaman. Joel Kinnaman. I mean, no, <laughs> no disrespect. No, the remake on, is is totally the, different. Nothing on the remake. The remake on its own two feet. I, I can tell it. you, there's probably, they probably, it probably generated a new generation of fans that yeah. probably didn't know about RoboCop back right. in the day. Right. Oh, on a, just speaking of RoboCop, freaking. I think, he'll come, I think he's coming after us. <laughs> he's coming after us in a helicopter. Oh, it's, it's, probably, it's gonna end up like the scene in Goodfellas where you keep looking at the helicopter. <laughs> Karen. <laughs> no, I mean on its own two feet, the remake from 2014. It's it's a good film. It's it's, it's modern. It's it, what it, what it should be. It's a it's a modern take on it's what it should be on the character. But I think what makes the original stand out even more, again from the movies that you named from the 80s, is the way that Paul Verhoeven presented the story gave it some humanity of sorts bitches leave <laughs> <laughs> on top of that too Kurt Wood Smith was amazing in that film can, uh, can you amazing. name any other fuck Darth Vader and whoever else <laughs> villain is out there dude Kurt Wood Smith as Clarence Boddicker he was just cold man he made you believe he was a bad guy. He made you believe he was a cop killer. Because that's what he was. He's a cop killer, like Robocop said. But <laughs> <laughs> he just made you believe that he was in the, in the character. He did not care. In, in that scene where, where they kill uh, Murphy, uh, when they're in the, in the steel mill, Right, and they just man. When I when when I saw the full scene, the unedited version, it's I was, and and this was when I was way much older because I saw this movie. I started watching this movie when I was a kid. I saw this movie when I was a kid as well, and obviously seeing the theater cut of this movie, seeing that scene, I it's definitely a tough scene to watch for your kid. Ed Ed two hundred nine killing that dude, and but man, you go back to when he was killed. In that unedited version, where you see his right arm being blown off, I would always wonder, man, they blew off his arm, but they didn't show that when they were shooting him. And then they show it when they're shooting him. I was like, oh my god, just a shotgun blast to the arm, and there it goes. And then they just start shooting him. Even before that, before that scene, where they when Clarence shoots his hand, right, and he's picking his hand, his stump. It's like, oh my god, it's blood right. coming out and. I was like, eee. And I think a scene like that is what really made this movie that much even better. Because, like Paul Verhoeven said many times, he wanted a, essentially his retelling of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. He wanted yeah. to make this scene as powerful as he could. How do you take it? Because you cannot just take Alex Murphy. Because this scene takes place maybe 20, 30 minutes after the movie starts. It's almost mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. You can't take a character like that put him inside a suit and feel bad for him you have to you have to really make the audience feel like wow this man was just blown apart i feel bad for him throughout the film yeah and not only that at the end when he's walking on on water walking on water walking on water going back to that it's like man it's just and then him cl- killing Clarence, uh, stabbing him through the neck with the hand that he got. With the hand, that, that was that, actually. They got blown off. That that was a little tidbit that I did not real notice on the film until you actually brought it up. Really? Yeah, I did wow. not notice that. I, I always looked at it and I was like. It wasn't until you told me not long ago that's that. the hand that, that I was he like, stabbed. Ooh. He killed Clarence Boddicker with the 
data spike that he has in his right hand. The it's in his right hand. The original USB. The original USB. <laughs> a data, <laughs> a data spike, as they call it in the film. Yeah, I did not notice that little detail in there, but hey, that, that thing kind of really... freaked me out right now. Look at that thing. <laughs> I was like, "What is that? It's a cat." <laughs> yeah, there's a cat that just. The wild I guess cat. we have an audience now. He wants to be on the show. We have we have an audience now. We have a cat that's actually want to get his take on robocop he's giving a take i think he's seen the movie a couple times too he overheard us talking and here he is and i think for a a a guy like clarence it it's the death that he deserved because he just had no remorse for anybody and for him to get stabbed right through the neck (laughs) by the usb by the us by the 1980s usb (laughs) dude it's just man and I'm, i'm going back to to how the movie started and him getting killed, uh, Murphy getting killed. It sets the I, scene I, I think, for the rest I, of the movie. I think it works because that's what actually happens in real life. That's the real life of a cop, and that was the real life of a cop. Even then, in in the then in Detroit, even now in Detroit, it's still going on. Um, it sets the tone. They're trying to revive him. Um, and even, like I said, going even a little further back into the movie where you see the executives from OCP. There's this company in the movie called OCP, if you guys don't know, where they're pretty much in charge of uh, this they, whole new... It's like a whole new initiative they're doing. They Yeah, OCP comes in, they privatize the police force. Of course. Uh-huh. Restructure the force to place officers in positions where, you know, this is this is a good cop. We're going to put him in a really bad district. Maybe he gets killed. We now have a new... We have a new... What's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say specimen. Uh... We, we, somebody to use in our program. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, what, what did he? What did Bob Warren say? Whatever. I guess whatever poor schmuck volunteers or something like that. Yep. Because they're already they were already signed up to go, just waiting for whatever cop got killed in the line of duty, and they would go forth with that because apparently that's what they signed off on. Um, what does Sergeant Reed say? I don't want to hear no more talk about no strikes. We're police officers. Not plumbers. <laughs> <And> not plumbers. <laughs> it was when they, they came in and they found out the guy that had gotten shot died. It just paints a whole picture. This is the whole beginning of the movie. A lot of people might look at it now and say, well, why does this movie have these commercials in there? Why do they talk about it? And some people miss the point. This movie is a, is a satirical movie. A lot of people don't... I think a lot of people miss that. Miss the point of all that. It's it's satire on America. And when you look at the car that they advertise in the movie, <laughs> the 6,000 SUX, the sucks, it gets, what, like 8.6 miles per gallon? It's somewhere around there. It's really... Like they put in the movie, it's shitty gas mileage. The guy, uh, it was RoboCop's actually third scene in the movie, where he goes to City Hall and the mayor's being held hostage by the one the one councilman. <laughs> They're asking him what he wants. And he's like, "I want a car with 
uh, leather really, seats and, and really shitty, shitty gas mileage. Shitty gas mileage. He's like, how about the six thousand XUX? Yeah. He's like, yeah, of course. Man, that scene where Ed Two Hundred Nine kills that guy <laughs> by accident. Uh, uh, Kenny, they're demonstrating the. It's a demonstration of it to one eye how he goes about a disarming, how disarming a criminal as he's approaching him. And of course, uh, things don't always go to plan and the thing goes through a glitch. (laughs) He just starts firing at the poor guy, (laughs) literally just raining bullets on him. And uh, it's so funny because if you really pay attention to the movie, the, the dialogue that these guys have in the movie, the executives... Um, oh, what's his name in the movie? Uh, Dick Jones, Ronnie Cox. He's the uh, what is he? The, he's the president, right? I believe so. Or the vice president? He's second in charge. Second in charge, and the old man's quote unquote the old man's in charge. Um, he just tells the old man it's probably just a glitch, and you're looking at it like, hey man, a guy just got killed. And you're like, ah, whatever. It's oh, just, whatever. Just we'll just glitch. write it. We'll just write it off as a computer glitch. <laughs> we'll just write it off as our. It's my computer just crashing. Bob Morton goes back and he talks to the black guy and black guy's like, man, Jones. Uh, too bad about no, yeah, yeah. Too bad about uh, Kenny, huh? Bob Morton's like, yep, that's life in the big city. <laughs> and that just that just tells you what OCP is all about and what they're all about that all they're thinking about is what they're doing up there they're not thinking about what alex murphy's going through right now they're not thinking about lewis who's it's a it's a company yeah they're looking at the bottom line yeah the bottom line is we're gonna make a shitload of money i want to be in charge and that's it and eventually you know bob warning goes over dick jones and is able to kickstart the robocop initiative and from that point on, they're just butting heads right against each other. <laughs> so uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic film. A lot of stuff gets thrown in there that's just classic. Everybody seems to be watching that TV show that they think is so funny. <laughs> Where the guy goes, I buy that for a dollar. <laughs> and everybody's just laughing. The guy's already he he's already he's always getting caught in like shenanigans with women and stuff like that. Right, right. Oh, hey, can I have you both? <laughs> Too many classic scenes in this movie. Um, one of my favorite scenes. Oh, man, I want to go back to. You could go back to. Probably the ending. You go back to the ending. Where at that point, Robocop just says, no fucks given. I'm going to kill everybody because I know they're after me. I'm just going to kill them. And they start going down one by one. Of course, Joe is always the black. And I don't want to sound racist, but the black one's always the black guy. The black one. The black guy is always the first one to go. And I mean, he made it very clear when he got out of the van. He's like, where is this metallic mother? The Wrecking Crew is here. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like our intro to... Sounds like we go into every single gaming session in Grand Theft Auto 5. I know, right? The Wrecking Crew is here. Wait. <laughs> and Clarence is like, ah! 
it's like we're just gonna find him and he's the first one to go uh emil suffers in a in a bad way he actually drives his van into acid trying to run to robocop um and he gets run over by clarence at that point he's just literally just melting leon gets blown up um just class just classic man and uh, of course at the time there was nothing like it you had terminator but that was a whole different thing i don't think terminator is a good film i think again going back to what i said told you earlier it's just what makes this movie stand out a lot more is it's the way the story the story is presented it's it's a lot more about a somebody trying to find their humanity and you don't really you don't you don't have much going in because you you see Alex Murphy transferring from another from another unit right then he gets killed okay so what what's up with his wife and his son it's like throughout the film you find out I think he, that's what makes this movie again a lot probably this it's the story it tells. It's just you see, you see the character, you see RoboCop slash Murphy attempting to just regaining thoughts of their former life. You see at very first mission when he takes out the guy robbing the convenience store. The guy, he's stopping the two guys attempting to rape the woman in the parking lot. You just see a machine going about its its system, just what its directives are. Just your move, creep. But as the movie just goes on, you see, you see the human inside of him just starting to come out. He is having nightmares of his death, which is I don't even want to imagine how that must be. You reliving your death over and over and over again. And then you you throw in the little the little theme song. Dun, 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 so amazing. Dun, dun, dun. But that's what makes this movie just great. It's just seeing him just slowly regaining his former life. Just remembering that I used to be human and but I'm not human anymore yeah he finally snapped when Emil was like you're dead we killed you and he just stops dead in his tracks he's thinking what what like wait a minute what and so he starts recording him and this was right after his meeting with Lewis when Lewis went up to him and told him Murphy it's yeah, you yeah Murphy and he just backs off he's like uh, I don't know what you're talking about man then you have <laughs> then then it followed I mean they, they ended up doing a sequel and, and then of course the trilogy which was just uh, I mean sequel wasn't bad the it wasn't, sequel, the sequel, the sequel wasn't was bad. not terrible I, I like Robo Kane that thing Robo, was creepy as hell Robo Kane scared the crap out of me <laughs> Houston, Texas, the prime location for for filming. <laughs> Sequel was not bad. Sequel on its it's a decent film. It's not thank you. the first one. He's like, thank you for not smoking. <laughs> it's, it's it's obviously not the original. It's never going. It's just not just not close to being as good as the original. No, it's not. You called for backup. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, we. We don't talk about RoboCop 3. RoboCop 3 was just... You're fighting a cyborg ninja. We just Right. We, <laughs> went, we went from Ripped. Clarence's Bodegar's gang yeah. to fighting a robot ninja. 
and rip torn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no oh thanks. Oh my god. Yuck. Man, bam, Robocop is just it's timeless. You seen my little action uh, my little figurine that I have on my I've desk? I've seen it. That thing still stands there to this day. It has a little I haven't put the cannon on there, but I do have the cannon on there. I think the bugs are starting to come around us. Oh, we definitely have fans now. Uh, <laughs> um, I went back and, and bought this movie on Blu-ray just for the quality and just for the the X-rated version. It's not a porn. Don't get this wrong. When we talk about X ratings, it's uh, that's what they had. That they had back in the day. You would get an X rating based on how graphic this film was, and that would that would kind of lead you to either reshoot several scenes or cut some or of the cut scenes. some of these scenes, so you can get an R rating at least. Right. Because it wasn't gonna. They just weren't gonna air it. Release it as an X rating. It was just too much, and it it what man? It's to this day it's still graphic. You really don't see. You're not going in to watch Avengers Endgame to get an X rating. Now, of course, if if uh, Black Widow takes her clothes off, then yeah. <laughs> Even then, it's still it will still get an R rating, but right. it's not at the caliber of RoboCop where Emil's melting with toxic waste. Um, even Lewis is getting shot up. Clarence gets stabbed through the neck. Right into his, uh, uh, what was that main artery that they call it? Um, and <laughs> when he raids that cocaine factory, that scene that we played at the beginning. I'm watching this as a kid. <laughs> and they're raiding, he's raiding a coke factory. Only in the 80s, folks. Only in the 80s can you get away with that. And that's why I say that scene is my favorite because it sh- goes on to show you man versus machine. They're just trying to kill this, whatever this thing is, raining bullets on them. Robocop's just walking through the whole factory like nothing. These bullets aren't phasing him. Hey guys, have you ever thought of like shooting him through the mouth area? Because he's not covered through that area. I guess not. So they're just trying to shoot him through the head and through the chest and obviously that's not working and of course he just kills everybody right right because the machine holds no remorse either and so only person he didn't kill was Clarence at that time because Clarence told him you're a cop but yeah that That, is again that is weird though that is that scene that you're talking about is really again what sets up really a good portion of this movie is again it's a machine doing its job with a human inside of it. And throughout the scene, the machine is performing its job, reading Clarence's rights. You have a right to remain silent. But you see the human side of him really wants to kill him, tossing him through window after window after window and attempting to choke him out, all while reading him his rights. That's me at my job. (laughs) At the end, they just go, You're a cop. And that's when my little directive goes in, uphold the law. Oh, yeah, I can't. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. I have to uphold the law to some extent. People are finally leaving. Well, you'd be surprised. The last time I, I was here, well, I went to go drop off Adrian. I was coming back, man. I think it was midnight or maybe after 1 o'clock. There were still dudes across the street from here that had been playing softball. 
Oh, wow. They were still there. I think they were drinking or something. They must have been. But, man, I mean, there's just a, a little, a few insights to the movie. Um, hopefully, this gets you, the audience, to go back and rewatch this movie. And check out the part two and three. Uh, even check out the remake. But we're not straying away from those. But the first one, it's undeniably it's, a, it's classic. a classic. It's a classic. And you can't, I mean, you can't go wrong with it, man. 1987. If, if uh, even like the behind the scenes, Peter Weller wanted to be addressed as Robo, just to stay in character. I think that's what made the movie work. Just for that fact that if you're trying to talk to him, you better address him as Robo, <laughs> because he ain't gonna answer you. But recently he came out to talk about the movie. He uh, he stated that he really didn't watch it afterwards, because that was just. That was just one part of his career that he right. wanted to just leave alone. He didn't want to be forever remembered as that. Right, then you right. have stuff like Adventures of Buck Rubens Eye and all that other stuff that came afterwards. Um, I want to say he was in Sons of Anarchy also for a, for a good moment. But again, it's just one of those movies that are just classics. You can quote on all day and I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> but Angel Man this has been fun breaking down Robocop we can go furthermore on that I want to leave the people wanting more for this like yeah, I definitely. said checking out definitely. Robocop 2 and 3 <laughs> favorite part in Robocop 2 is when he's when he has Kane up in the building and he just goes you're coming with me Kane just pulls him out the building and they, here they go <laughs> tumbling down <laughs> And they're fighting in, in uh, downtown. The other day when I was out there, I'm sending you pictures of, look, this is where Robocop got electrocuted. And <laughs> OCP headquarters is the, the Wortham Theater and all that. I know. It's crazy. It's just crazy going back to that movie and just I, seeing it and just seeing all these locations that we I was, drive through. I was out in the garage yesterday again when I went up to downtown. I was going to send you another picture because I took another one. I was like, hey, look, this is where Robocop got electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, it's a... Like I said, this has been fun, man. Uh, thank you for coming on and doing your first movie edition. Yeah, definitely. Uh, thanks thanks for having definitely me. Definitely got fun. more movies to break down. Uh, the Great Predator and uh, Robocop 3, <laughs> among many. Yeah, definitely. It's been, it's been a lot of fun breaking down movies. Again, guys, if you want to check out this podcast, be sure to head over to iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube to rate, review, and subscribe. A whole lot of content on there to check out, whether it's music, movies, video games, or just solo episodes in general. Uh, I try to bring you quality content instead of just quantity because otherwise this thing would never take off. I know I have a few people listening, but thanks again, guys, for tuning in. We'll see you on the next episode.